Linda. No. She pours her heart into these kids. And uh, she teaches them the word. Truth. Kids can be taught a lot of things besides the truth. And uh, I appreciate everybody here that's involved in uh, teaching, ministry, whatever it is. Uh, never take that lightly. Never think that you're just kind of a filling a position. Uh, every work and ministry for God, first of all, should be done energetically uh, with all we've got, uh, pouring ourselves into it. And uh, I just want to say that this morning that we, we appreciate all of you. We appreciate you that come and attend. You might, not, you might not have a position. Well, you got a position because you've got a pew set on <laughs> And you're a part of this church. Amen. You're not some stranger or some recluse that doesn't belong. You're here. You're a part. And we're all in this together, right? Amen. Okay. So, children saying that, you're going to stay out here. Hopefully, you'll be back with us next week. Advisement, uh, Sister Thelma is at Tishmingo now at Mercy, uh, there in room 116, 116, she would love to visit, I visited with her yesterday, and uh, when I left her hospital room in Ardmore uh, late last week, She was praising the Lord, but she was flat on her back, and uh, she told me yesterday, after visiting with her, uh, she just didn't think she was going to make it. I walked in yesterday. She was sitting up in her chair, feeding herself. Amen. I know she wants to be back, as well as these other ones, you know. Um, I've had to miss church before, and I don't like it. Amen. I don't like missing church. I like being here and being involved in the fellowship. Um, open your Bibles this morning to the book of Luke. Hallelujah. Get you there, and then I'll steer you where we're going. so I thought I probably need to deliver that. Uh, don't chew on a grudge. Don't hold grudges. Whatever it may be, whoever it might be against. Uh, God's given us, really, if you live on this earth for 100 years, it's still a short time we've been given to enjoy as much as we can. Uh, let us not be our own worst enemies by 
be by allowing ourselves to uh, be other than sweet for the Lord. How about that? Amen. Just exhibiting the flavor of God. Woo! Long, longer goes, better it gets. I like these words. Thank you, Lord. Good flavor. Sweeter every day. All right. Don't you think if a person calls themselves a Christian that they need to pretty much keep themselves in check and monitor the way that they live and act and think and do? Now, we talked a little bit this past Wednesday evening uh, about a few things regarding life and Christian living. And I don't know, I'm not everywhere. Of course, I can't be everywhere. I'm, I'm here on Sabbath days and the nights that most churches hold services. So I, I can't say a whole lot about what goes on, but I do remember back in the day, quite a ways back, uh, the churches had family living training and education. Anybody remember that? They actually focused on teaching people how to live Christian lives and live properly. Well, that might have kind of gone astray, but it's still the same in the Word of God. It hasn't changed. Uh, back to my question I asked, don't you think that Christians need to be clear-headed Amen. Come on. Unfogged, if you will. Amen. Have you noticed lately, and I, I don't think it's just me, but it's kind of like a, a battle to kind of keep be able to keep your head clear because of the, the just the nonsense and the stuff that's going on. And I, I'm I'm saying this because I can relate, being the age I am, I can relate back to different times quite a few years ago. And it's just different today. Things are different. We see a lot of things different. And many of those things are bad differences. Um, what I'm trying to say this morning when I get these last couple of questions out in reference to being clear-headed at least enough that they can do a reasonable job attending to someone that the Bible calls every one of us to attend to. That's us. How do we attend to ourselves? That may sound like a, a simple or a foolish question this morning. We go about a lot of motions in a day's time. We make a lot of decisions. We do a lot of things. I believe, and I believe I can reinforce it with Scripture, absolutely can, that even though we may be Christians, and we may well be in pretty good shape in that aspect, that we need to maintain ourselves. Not once in a while, 
not now and then, but all the time. The effect, again, and this is something I've mentioned a few times that I mentioned Wednesday, the effect of this place we're living in is strong, to say the least. It's powerful. This worldly energy, it, 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 things are such a way nowadays, I don't even have very good descriptive terms to use when I'm trying to describe some of the things, especially this effect that not only I'm sensing, I've spoken to quite a few people that sense pretty much the same thing and have been for quite a period of time. We refer to it as atmospheric. There's just something in the atmosphere all around us that's insurging upon us, pressing and pushing and forcing its way. Jesus himself said something here in the book of Luke in reference to what I'm talking about. Further speaking, just a little more on what I opened up with. When we're, and I'm using terms that I, I hope that are easily definable or easy to understand. When we're clear-headed, we make good decisions. When we're sober, when we're not foggy-headed, and, and we can relate to this in the physical, and I realize I'm saying some things this morning, like, where's he going with this? Well, like I've shared before, Sometimes we have to relate physical things in order to understand spiritual things. Amen. With the war that's on, we cannot afford to be clogged-headed, unaware, non-vigilant, unprepared, because our reasoning and our thinking and our focus, we have to know what our focus has to be on. And if we don't know what our focus has to be on, and if, if we've got this world that's influencing us and affecting our thought process, our psyche, if you will, and it does, it has and it does, doesn't it? We could say this morning before we were saved and allowed Jesus into our lives, we had some pretty foggy-headed stuff going on, didn't we? Amen. We thought we were thinking fine and well, but I'm talking about spiritual thinking and spiritual understanding and stuff. <coughs> Not physical, even though I've mentioned that a couple of times. See, when we don't reason clearly spiritually we could be referred to as numb minded with no ability to make proper decisions and to do the things that are in reference to the word of God and live accordingly to God's will and purpose and this is, this is the dividing line it's either living for God or it's not living for God 
regardless what you might look like or try to appear as, what makes the difference is how we live this thing. And I want to take you to a scripture this morning, several scriptures. And Jesus spoke these words. They're found in the 21st chapter of Luke. Been several messages lately as of late on when Jesus spoke about the end times and his return and what was going to be taking place and going on during that period. Get to the scriptures in just a moment. Just to kind of bring things up to the point, I want to start here in verse 25. This is a toward the end of the conversation he's having, but I want to pick up right here. It says, And there shall be signs in the sun and the moon and the stars and upon the earth distress of nations with perplexity, the sea and the waves roaring, men's hearts failing them for fear, and for looking after those things which are coming on the earth, for the powers of heaven shall be shaken, and then shall they see the Son of Man coming in a cloud with power and great glory. And when these things begin to pass, then look up and lift up your heads, for your redemption draweth nigh. Now I want to go back to the effects, and I'm kind of associating this. And Jesus uses some terms here we're going to look at it here in just a little bit. When we're inebriated, when we're in a stupor, and I'm talking because of world influence, I'm not necessarily talking of something that you can tilt a bottle and suck the liquid out of. I'm talking about the inebriating effect of this world. The, the influence that it has upon us, all of us. None of us are immune from this. If you're here and you think you're immune from that, you're not immune. You can easily become a victim. In reference to what I mentioned earlier about maintaining ourselves, Jesus refers that very thing and um, he puts it in some particular terms that's pretty catchy. I'm going to share them with you here. I'm going to go down to verse 34. He said in verse 34 of chapter 21 of Luke and take heed to yourselves lest at any time your hearts be overcharged with surfeiting and drunkenness and cares of this life. And so that day come upon you unawares. The word surfeiting here, and it seems apparent, and again, Jesus used physical things to compare to spiritual things. He did it many times over, as I've done this morning. 
trying to bring us to a place of understanding if we can relate to something again in the physical of dizziness and and uh, clog-headedness and and affected and and many other things that that cause us to make the wrong decisions and and even cause us to understand incorrectly now look at what he says here take heed to yourselves what he's referring to is a person looking into themselves actually means to turn your attention on oneself and keep it there. That's what take heed to yourselves means. And it's personal and individual that he's saying this. He's directing it to an individual for the purpose that we understand what he's trying to get across here. And that's this. If we focus and we look and we put our attention upon ourselves and we hold it there, and we don't quickly turn away and start observing other things, we're able to see and identify some things within ourselves that we need to adjust or maintain. We need to change. <coughs> he compares it here, it's interesting, with overcharge with surfeiting, which is related to the influence that takes place when one takes too much wine in. We would call it drunkenness or inebriation. And that's what he's, he's comparing it to here. Actually, not just that alone, but what this world knows as the hangover effect of that. Which is a state of not clear-headedness, imbalance, not making good decisions, I've never had one of those. Not knocking anybody that has. God's a saving God, right? Amen. Amen. But I have seen people that have. I have watched them. I have observed people that have taken in too much. And, and, and then there's this after effect, right? Don't say amen. To amen. <laughs> We've probably all observed. We've known someone maybe ourselves again thank God for saving us out of the Amen. sin that we used to be in Amen. but what Jesus is saying here when he says focus upon yourself and keep your focus there in case at any time your hearts be overcharged with surfeiting or with this this effect because he knew the world has an intoxicating influence and the after effects of that are nothing but bad and cause one to be unable to make good spiritual decisions. There's throughout the entirety of the word there is demand after demand, advice after advice, warning after warning, do not drink of this world, okay? Do not buddy up to the world. Do not partake of the world because it has these kind of effects. You cannot think properly spiritually when the world is what you're taking in. 
You cannot be clear-headed in, in spirituality. And when I say clear-headed, when we look at ourselves and we keep our hold on ourselves, the first thing we need to do is be transparent with ourselves. Be honest enough to look into ourselves and see if there's anything in there that we need to work on or take care of that is causing this effect that keeps us from the life in God that He wants us to have. And if you can, if you can imagine what goes on in this after effect of, of winery, I mean, I've seen some people that look pretty miserable to me. Staggering in a stupor, uh, a, a little sounds like dynamite going off in their heads, what they tell me. There's all kinds of, of uh, consequences to partaking not only of something physical, but what Jesus is stressing, the consequences of partaking of this world's goods are damaging and destructive. And he's talking about a period in time right here where it makes all the difference. He's talking about at his return. He's talking about at the culmination of the age. He's talking about when everything takes place that we've been looking for is where he inserts this, right in the middle of it. Hmm, interesting. And inserts, not only, you know, speaking uh, of the drunkenness of them, but he says, and the cares of this life. The cares of this life. You ever get so balled up with the cares of this life that they become so overwhelming that you just don't feel like your head's functioning very well? You can't think right? You can't think properly? It's just too jammed up. Well, consider this with everything that we see going on as an added ingredient, again, that is effective upon all of us, and I'm talking about the world situation right now, the immorality and everything that's taken beyond immorality. That, that's intoxicating and it creates effects that Jesus is referring to here. This is where we have to keep our attention on ourselves. We have to pay attention to me. Because if we can't keep ourselves functioning properly, spiritually, as the Lord would have us to, and in line with His Word, then we're going to be affected, and the, the, it gets more serious as we go on. And I'm going to bring that out here in just a minute. This, this, is, this is strong, really, really strong. The latter part, I've already read it, verse 34, and so that day come upon you unawares. If you're head's not clear and you're spiritually foggy and you haven't put that attention on yourself that he's directing us to here you ever hear the term sleep it off sleep it off it goes along with hangover the effects of it. What can you do when you're sleeping at all? Nothing. Think about this. Back up to verse 28. When these things begin to pass, then look up and lift up your heads for your redemption draw off night. Forget it when you got a hangover, right? I knew I wouldn't get an amen. It's okay. Because it, I've watched. Everything is off, but everything is wrong in a hangover state. 
-huh. You're not functioning right. You can't do anything. You're 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 foggy. You're you're off balance. I mean, I've seen them many, many time after time after time. And I can relate to this, and I'm sure probably most everybody here can relate to what I'm talking about. But Jesus is speaking of it in a spiritual sense. Don't be in a spiritual hangover when the culmination of the age takes place. Don't be under the inebriating effects of the world that has got you into a state where you can't even properly reason anymore. I'm seeing things right now I don't even know where common sense went. And I'm wondering how in the world would anybody with any kind of sense to reason at all could believe that's okay. But we got a world full of people that are living in a hangover state. Yeah, come on. Worldly hangover. Sucked up with the suds of the world. How about that? Under the effect of it. The after effects of it. See? And it goes on and on and on. Look what he says next. He says, for 30, verse 35, he says, For as a snare shall it come on all them that dwell on the face of the whole earth. I said, nobody's immune. As a snare. As a, as a, as a trap in a moment. Verse 36, I'm going to key on this. Watch ye therefore and pray always that you may be accounted worthy to escape all these things yet shall come to pass and to stand before the Son of Man. Counted worthy means being <coughs> deserving. That started with taking heed to ourselves. Who's going to deem anyone deserving? The one who's able to redeem. The one that's already served and gave himself. The work that Jesus performed on the cross. I know that's just a replica, but if we look at that in Easter, we went all over this. But if you look at the scene, we're not going to stand before a blood-soaked Savior that's been beaten to a pulp. He who shall deem or give account to determine worthiness is the King of kings and the Lord of lords. Amen. And the directive here, the, I don't even, I want to, don't even like calling it advice, it's not about, this is a warning of, of taking heed. The emphasis that Jesus is, is, is trying to get across here takes us back solely to the responsibility of each and every one of us again to distance ourselves as we would distance ourselves from something that's going to be harmful to us physically but it's much more harmful to us spiritually 
And as time goes on, the encroachment and the advancing and intensification of encroachment that the world is pressing in and forcing upon all of, again, it has an effect that's almost seemingly impossible to stay off. And holding our attention upon ourselves is a continuous, the, the term here is, is continuous, that we, we look, we have to be honest, again, transparent with ourselves that, that we're willing to, as Brother Tanner said this morning, I think he said take a lick or something like that and identify with some issues that we're, we have and to remove them with prayer as he instructed, pray. He said it here in, in uh, the scripture, watch and pray always. <coughs> When I was preparing this and I was looking into these different terms and such used in the Greek, it became more apparent and I, I could really uh, see, even, I began to see more and more of how much effect this, this world has got on people, even Christian people, that not so long ago, some of them, you could not have got them to do the things that they're even doing now. And it's amazing. Influence has power. And Jesus knew that. And he knew the influence of this world had a, a, a power that's unique and an ability because we know who the prince of the power of the air is that controls the atmospheric spiritual condition in the world. And as time approaches and time nears, it becomes ever so much more important that we take a good close look at our individual selves for, for our own sake and others' sake as well, being the examples we're supposed to be, and, and identify. Fully aware. We mentioned here recently Jesus will come as a thief in the night there's no time of preparation for that there's no getting ready the readiness is what Jesus is saying here this is the readiness preparing ourselves before taking a good hard look into self and, and doing before time not afterwards it becomes almost overtaxing as far as our physical ability to withstand it. But that's where greater is he who is in us than he who is in the world Amen. comes in. That, that's what we're getting. Greater is he who is in me, greater is he who is in you than he who is in the world or the world influence. He has given us the power that's necessary that, that, that we can have to withstand and to resist. And that, we're in full motion here. This, this thing is raging. And trying to get across this morning that the necessity and the importance 
of everybody getting their lives adjusted. It may be 10 years, it may be 100, but it might be five minutes. Amen. Yeah. Uh -huh. And the time to adjust and the time to take that focus and put that attention on oneself and keep it there and hold it there. Because again, by doing that, if you hold your attention on yourself, the first thing probably most people want to do if they see something is turn away from it. Right. No, this is calling us to keep focused on it and apply prayer to it. And I know some things in life are hard and tough. Some things that people are affected by is pretty hard to get rid of. Uh -huh. I know that. I understand that. That's why the, the, the emphasis here is on continual looking, continual focus. Don't take your eyes off. Don't take your focus off. Deal with it. Uh -huh. Come on. Deal with it while you can. Because there's coming a day to determine if we're going to be worthy worthy if we're going to be deemed deserving and that's going to make the difference how we're going to be found some of these things were mentioned not long ago I, in my listening to other ministers at various places online and such it's just amazing the same message oh, not the same message but the, the same theme over and over and over again. It's like God saying, get the people ready. Get the church ready. Uh -huh. It's about being ready. It's, it's not about all this junk. It's about being ready because I'm about to come back. Amen. My return is imminent and it's going to take place before long. And if people are not ready, if they not have not taken that into account, their own personal situation, and done something about it and done something with it, and... If you'll tell God, he'll help you with it. Amen. Amen. Won't he? Amen. But if we look and turn back and leave it there and don't take care of it, it'd be really sad if, if, if the one thing, one thing that we could have taken care of way under back long ago, but we refused or we failed to do so, is the very thing. Uh, come on. It's the very thing. And we have opportunity here this morning. Amen. You've got opportunity any second of any day Amen. when you identify with yourself, say, Lord, help me. Amen. And when you do it sincerely, he will help you. He will answer. He will respond. Amen. Don't be afraid to look at yourself. Okay. Don't be afraid of what you're going to find there. Just be willing to deal with it when you do see it. All through the course of this delivery this morning, I'll just tell you right up, right now. There's 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 there is a hindrance in presence, a strong one. Because I'm going to tell you who I want you to be ready. I'm going to tell you who does not want you to be deemed deserving. Who does not want you to be found worthy. And he's going to smoke screen you with everything he possibly can to keep you from seeing who you really are and what you really need to do. It's influence. And ask you to stand right here this morning.
sure you caught this when I stumbled this morning. It wasn't just in the physical because I sent it the whole way through. It's been tough to get this out this morning. My mind has been robbed different points in delivery of the sermon. I was preaching on clear-headedness. I got whammed. But I think it got across. Amen. I don't know where you're at. I don't know where anybody's at this morning in your spiritual situation, but I know it's time to take care of it. Yeah. I know you got opportunity today to do that. But you got to look into yourself and be honest. I'll tell you this if anybody is honest when they do that they'll see a lot of sin but you know what one drop of blood Amen. 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 I wish y'all got away Amen. Amen.